Life presents various issues with a multitude of solutions. Having issues is easy. Getting to the solutions is hard. If you're up for a good challenge, stay tuned and welcome to Qualified Issues. This is Carissa Galloway. I'm a licensed professional counselor in the state of Texas, and this is episode three of season three. Season three, again, is called Qualified Roots, where we're talking about root causes, and this episode is about acceptance. So first, we want to define the word accept. Uh, Dictionary.cambridge.org defines accept as, quote, to believe that something is true, unquote. Uh, They also define it as, quote, to agree to take something or to consider something as satisfactory, reasonable, or true, unquote. When we talk about acceptance in society, we should be thoughtful as to what we are saying we accept. If someone asks you to accept something you do not believe is true and you say yes, then you are conveying to that individual or group that you believe that quote-unquote something is true. If someone asks you to accept a situation or experience, then you want to think about the second definition. Are you satisfied with the situation or experience? Do you find the situation or experience reasonable? Is there truth inside that situation or experience? These are very important questions to ask yourself before you agree or disagree to accept something. So we want to work towards acceptance of negative root causes in life. Let's start by looking at the concept of control. Looking back at root causes, negative events, we can see where we did and did not have control. If you had no control over your own root causes, then acceptance may be easier. This bad thing happened and there was nothing I could do about it. Accepting it happened is the first step towards resolution and healing. It's like a medical condition. You have to accept it exists in order to even think about going to the doctor for a solution or treatment. Uh, There's a great article called How to Practice Acceptance, written by Sarah Sperber and Dr. Cheeky Davis in August of 2021. You can find it on psychologytoday.com. They say the psychological definition of acceptance, which they cite from Hayes et al. 2004, is, quote, taking a stance of non-judgmental awareness and actively embracing the experience of thoughts, feelings, and bodily sensations as they occur. Now, this definition relates to a therapy model called Adaptive Information Processing, or AIP. The following information comes from a great article about AIP by Claudia M. Fletcher, Georgia Boxer, Alexis V. Ambo, and Sarah Demarius in 2018 titled, More to the story, synthesizing narrative therapy with the adaptive information processing model. I know that is a mouthful, but basically it's about the adaptive information processing model. Um, Inside this model, we see clients tell their stories and include information about their thoughts, feelings, and physical sensations instead of just discussing one aspect of how the story affects them. So instead of going into therapy and maybe you're doing narrative therapy, which usually entitled, uh, um, encompasses the client telling their story. 
Um, so let's say you're a client, you go in, you have a trauma and you're going to do narrative therapy. You're like, okay, yeah, I think this will work. And so you're going to tell your therapist the story and maybe, um, he or she is only asking you what your thoughts were or only what your feelings were. Um, with AIP, it's taking that story and being self-aware of thoughts, feelings, and physical sensations, um, the article points out that including all three of these aspects benefits the client as if only one is included, then the other two may not heal properly, so to speak. That's my general paraphrasing there of what I was reading in that article. And this relates to the given definition of acceptance in psychology and helps the client to embrace, quote, the experience of thoughts, feelings, and bodily sensations as they occur, unquote. Non-judgmental awareness is key to being able to look at the root causes and negative experiences factually. The facts are so important because that's how we know what we need to resolve or heal. If you avoid the factual information, then all the therapy in the world won't help you work through your feelings um, and the effects from the root causes. It takes courage to go to therapy because we as therapists need to know the facts to help you, the client, work through the feelings and other effects. The facts are like a framework coupled with your mental health symptoms for treatment planning. So if you are planning on going to therapy or you're at therapy, you know, please keep that in mind. The more honest and open you are, the more fact-based you are in terms of information giving to your therapist, um, the more likely you're going to have a beneficial outcome um, with therapy. Uh, the article, uh, back to the psychologytoday.com article, uh, it talks about acceptance also as, quote, actively embracing the experience of thoughts, feelings, and bodily sensations as they occur, unquote. Now, this is not an easy task to accomplish. Therapy does not exist for you to be told what you want to hear. Therapy is there to help you do work essential to resolution and healing. There is an acceptance of mental health effects that is required to be able to do this. Part of therapy is accepting that the event happened and that it affected you. Another key point the article touches on are, quote, two ways that we can react, resistance or acceptance. For many of us, resistance is our default reaction. After all, these emotions are not necessarily, quote unquote, pleasant to experience. But psychologists have found that trying to resist or avoid certain difficult experiences can cause further psychological harm. They're citing Hayes et al. 2006, unquote. So I have talked a bit about the dangers of avoidance in earlier podcasts. A mental or emotional wound is no different from a physical wound in terms of the care needed to heal it. Think about it this way. If you have a bad cut and a fear of the doctor, you may choose to avoid the unpleasant visit to the doctor, even though you know that is the care you need. You don't know if that cut needs stitches. You are not sure if it's infected and needs meds to heal it fully. If you avoid the unpleasant doctor's visit, though, that bad cut will turn your life upside down as it does become infected and begins to destroy your body from the inside out. That is why seeking therapy when needed is so important, especially for root causes in life that are interfering with your ability to function in life. When it comes to root causes, it may be easy or difficult to accept something happened to you. It may even be more challenging to accept that this event changed you in some way, had an effect on you in one or more ways, and or brought something into your life. 
If you were emotionally neglected as a child, no doubt you feel hurt. You may even carry some of the unhealthy coping mechanisms with you into adulthood and your relationships may start to struggle. So step one here, accept the facts. Okay, so example, your parent did not care about your emotions, about how you felt. If you avoid this fact, then your reaction or consequences will look idiopathic to you. It will look as if there is no cause. You may think that relying on psychotropic medication is the answer with no desire to work the problem, so to speak. You may find other ways to quote-unquote medicate away the consequences or reactions instead of facing the root cause or negative experience. Uh, Real quick note here with this example, I am not talking about um, (laughs) just sort of the, when when parents say, I don't care how you feel. Um, Most parents, when they say that, it's usually in the midst of trying to get a child to do something. (laughs) That's a lot different than um, maybe the child witnessed uh, mom and dad having a fight and it it bothered them uh, emotionally. So just keep that in mind with this example. Okay, so step two, accept the consequences. You adapted as a child to behave in a way that kept your emotions at bay from everyone. And a good therapist will help you understand that it was not your fault as a child that you developed these coping mechanisms, that these coping mechanisms were necessary for your emotional survival at the time. Okay, and a good therapist will also help you understand that if you don't get help early on, then it is very easy for those consequences to carry over into adulthood. Okay, the third step here is accept the need. You need to be more open with your emotions to certain people in your life. Okay, so here we are, we've had an emotionally abusive or neglectful parent, and we've had, we have some coping mechanisms that have carried into adulthood, and they're Uh, The consequences are that they're affecting our relationships in a bad way. And we realize that we do need to be more open with our emotions, just with certain people. So once you accept that the root cause or negative experience caused negative consequences in you and your life, it is time to make the choice to accept that you have a need. If you don't, then you may be living with that consequence for a very long time. Okay, the fourth step is to accept the help. You need to talk to someone who specializes in, with this example anyway, emotional neglect, who can help you do work required to help you reach your goal of being emotionally open. I've had clients who come into therapy with very valid needs. They have been abused or neglected as a child, and now their adult self realizes that the negative behaviors, feelings, and thought patterns they have need to be changed. They realize they need help. However, not all are willing to do the work within the context of receiving help. Part of accepting help requires you also do some work. Talking through things is super helpful, but when you are looking to change in order to reach a positive goal, realize you will have to do some work on your end. Um, You know, if you have a medical condition, okay, let's go back to the example of the bad cut. If you rely on everybody else to do the work, and after a while, people are going to be like, well, you're capable of doing this, so you need to do it. Um, It's the same thing in therapy. You really do need to make sure that you're doing the work that your therapist recommends um, and the homework that he or she gives you. Okay, the fifth step here is accept the rewards. 
it is, in the example again, it is okay to be emotionally open. Your past will not dictate your present. So the work you do in and out of therapy will reap great rewards. Sometimes it is hard to accept good and positive things in life after dealing with negativity for so long or dealing with severe root causes. Accepting the rewards or positive changes may require you to daily remind yourself of your value and worth. Sometimes it means going to therapy once or twice a month for a quick checkup, and that's okay. All of these steps are choices you alone will have to make. No one can make these choices for you. Even for individuals who are required to be inpatients in a hospital, they still have to choose to do the work to reach their goals. Um, For more information on working through a change, please go back and listen to season one. It is all about change. All right, moving on. Accepting yourself for who you were, who you are, and who you want to be is also extremely important. It leads to increased self-awareness. It leads to identifying who you want to be and therefore what changes you want to see in yourself and in your life. I will be doing an entire season on identity in the future, but I want to touch on it here because if you don't like or don't want to accept who you are now, then you have to understand how you go from point A, who you are, to point B, who you want to be. That requires change. And if you are blocked due to root cause effects in your life, then I encourage you to first find help to work through the consequences of that root cause event before trying to move through changes. I say this because some of the effects of that root cause may create hindrances or barriers to the changes you want to see. So again, season one, all about change. Um, I talk about the trans theoretical model of change. Um, Take a listen to that. Um, if you feel like you're wanting to make a change in your life. So with every client I have, I use the tree of life exercise. And for clients who are in it for the long haul, we usually do this exercise about every three to six months. It can help the client and myself see any changes that have happened. Um, the tree of life, it's based, the tree of life, it's basically a drawing of a tree where you label different parts of the tree and the drawing, the overall drawing with different areas of your life. Some of the elements include your past, your skills and strengths, your hopes and dreams, and concepts related to your relationships. So here's a few questions related to identity that I came up with after reading about identity on psychologytoday.com. This is by Dr. Matt James called Who Are You? Whoever you, whoever you think you are. Um, you're more than that. So I'm going to read that one more time because I think I muddled it. Um, it's called, who are you? Whoever you think you are, you're more than that. And this was published in December of 2012. So here's a few questions. Number one, what are your circumstances? What do you do? What are your roles? What are your beliefs? According to Dr. James, Answers to these questions will most likely begin being answered with an quote-unquote I am statement. He encourages answers, as do I, to begin instead with a quote-unquote I have statement. For example, instead of saying I am ADHD, I want to say I have ADHD. By using an I am statement, we are insinuating that the thing we are owns us to some degree which kind of takes away some of our power over it. It defines us to some degree. But if we say I have, then we are putting that thing somewhat to very much within our control. 
Dr. James also states that no matter what you have, you are still more than those things. And that I completely agree with. Um, part of accepting yourself is also accepting your differences from other people. We talk a lot about accepting other people's differences, but are you accepting differences you have with other people? These differences could be many things. What you look like, what you think, what you believe, your family structure, your education level, um, where you're from, what your culture is, where you live, how much money you make, the things you have, your purpose in life, your past, your present, your struggles and challenges, your intellect. These are all things we have to accept in ourselves. If we have something in one or more of those categories that we don't like, that's when it's time to work towards a change. Um, and when it comes to working towards changing thoughts, feelings, behaviors that are effects of root cause, um, we first have to accept that we have to accept that the root cause happened and that it had negative effects on us. Only when we are honest can we move forward uh, to find a solution, finding the change we desire. So again, for more information on change, season one here on Qualified Issues, all about change. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for joining me. If you have a quick minute, please consider rating, reviewing, and sharing this podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to email me at fortheloveoftherapy at gmail.com. That's fortheloveoftherapy at gmail.com. Remember, a podcast is never a substitute for therapy with a licensed mental health professional. I am Carissa Galloway. This has been Qualified Issues, and I hope you'll join me next time. Thank you.